Welcome to Homemaker Chic Podcast, where we are rescuing the art of homemaking from the daily grind with red lips and no jumpers. I am your host, Angela Reed of Persian Farm Bro, and I am joined by my fellow apron-wearing Shay Elliott mm-hmm. of the Elliott Homestead. Say hi. Hello. Do you see my new apron? I do. It's very sweet. It's Italian. Bu- buona Casina. That's pretty. You're welcome for that pronunciation, Italians. Mm-hmm. All I do is win. <laughs> I love that. Kelly Green. I know. I had that great um, blue and red striped French bistro apron that I wore mm-hmm. for, I don't know, five years. And it finally just died. So when I found this one, it's like this heavy kind of canvas fabric. Found oh, it yeah. in an antique store the other day for like $4. <sighs> Booyah. Uh this is, well, this is sort of-ish what we're going to talk about today, but like speaking of fabric at an antique store, you know, I have this thing for 4th of July decorations. I know we're going into fall. <laughs> Nothing to do with the 4th of July. I love putting out the bunting and all the uh, patriotic decor mm-hmm. just for the whole month of July, just decking out the front of the house. I found this huge swag, probably 15 feet long of like ratty tatty fabulous vintage red white and blue fabric oh nice horizontal stripes oh nice could could even be the blue blanc rouge the like french flag like if you just turn it upside down maybe i don't know i didn't i didn't look like what order it's in maybe it is french maybe that's what it is i guess i should look Mm -hmm. ours is red white and blue Mm -hmm. and theirs is blue white red Mm mm-hmm Hmm. Very important difference. It's well, it <laughs> it's just like swagged at this store and I've been looking at it for the better part of a year. Oh, did you send Thinking it to me it was, in my box? I didn't. <sighs> no, it's going in my box. Oh, all right. All right. <laughs> um, well, I'm so, excited to have to be here with you recording today this podcast. I feel like well, we haven't. It just feels like we haven't talked talked all week. We we both officially started homeschool. So yes. Now we have a no phone rule until yep. like two in the afternoon. Brutal. It's pretty lame. It's brutal. It is. It's no fun. But alas, but I can't believe um, like I'm such a great homeschooler. I am awesome. When turns I'm, out when I'm not doing anything else. I know. Like, that was my baller, one like, commitment. Was just it. like. You be a homeschool mom 110% while you're doing it. Give mm-hmm. it your everything. And I got to tell you, turns out that makes a big difference. <laughs> turns out that works. Well, today's show is brought to you by one of our lovely advertisers, Studio Rather <laughs> 956 Studio. So nine, spell it out, 56numericstudio.com. Ladies, I know there's a lot of you home maybe for the first time this fall and you're wanting to look nice, but you're wanting to be comfortable. This is the company for you. This is sustainable luxury loungewear for homemakers, work from home mamas, and just, you know, us homebodies. Chic and comfy styles that you need to look and feel your best. This is just a really fabulous concept of the way this company was started stay-at-home mom began to work at home and she was, you know, staying in her PJs Mm -hmm. all day, which is so easy to do, especially in this 
COVID world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she realized that she was not near as effective as she should be. <laughs> so she put on her big girl pants. She yes. designed some girl, some big girl pants. <laughs> <laughs> Which are fabulous, by the way. They're uh, really wonderful. Um, I'm, I have like the inside scoop that the fall fashions are coming Ooh. out. Oh, I'm excited Pretty for excited. that. So she does kind of like a trunk show flair. So you're going to have to check it out. 956 Studio, spell the nine, the numbers 56studio.com and tell her we said hello. I love that. And we will have a link to the coupon code down. Is there a coupon code? In the show notes. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Okay. Woo! Homeschool brain. Here we go. Wow. <laughs> there ain't much. Right. There ain't much left in There's there. There's not much left. <laughs> I gave it all I got. I gave it all to the Mayanoans and Mycenaeans today. I gotta say. Is that where we are? That's where we are. That's where we are. Age of ancient empires, my fellow CCers. Mm-hmm. Tearing it up. Um, actually, we're doing US history this year, and I'm really excited yeah. about that. But that's we for next too. week's episode. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we're because gonna tear that up. Before we gotta give the moms, you know, we gotta give everybody who's home right now a little good juju to run with before they dive headfirst into homeschooling. So first, yeah. let's cue the wine music, shall we? Please. <laughs> I loved the desperation in your voice. Please, please, please play it, please. play it now. Well, ladies, this is the part of the podcast where we encourage you to pour a glass of wine or water or tea or whatever scratches that itch for you and belly up to the bar with us, as it were. Our wine segment is sponsored by our beloved Dry Farms Wine, which is a fabulous online wine company that will ship you organic, biodynamic, naturally yeasted, no garbage wines from around the world. So if you like to keep a clean, healthy kitchen like we do, these are the wines you need to be drinking. Because like we've talked about before, there are actually 76 ingredients that do not legally have to be listed on the back of your wine label. And those could very much be the reason why you wake up feeling terrible after having a quarter of a glass. But Dry Farms is not like that. There's no GMO yeast. There's no purple dye. This is wine that's grown and bottled to to help you tap into life, to celebrate it, to elevate it. And that's exactly what these wines do. So, pour a glass, Angela. My dear, what are you pouring a glass of today? I thought you would never ask. Um, this is my new favorite. Okay. But I wish I knew how to sp- how to pronounce it. So, this is um, an Austrian wine. You know, we should also mention these these uh, vintners that are making this wine. Small farms. Yes. Family businesses. And so, they already have a passion for what they're doing and a standard that they've set. And then Dry Farms is lab testing the wines. Yes. To, like, double check that they past the mustard pretty incredible mm-hmm. so this is um oh boy i'm can just I gonna see, can i see the label of it butcher this it's this one butchering wine pronunciations one? is my very favorite no that's it's what looks, we do best look how yeah. chic that looks solid black label see i can say that gold lettering yeah so yeah this is a family name this right here is my great my grandmother's maiden name and we pronounce it bauer but I'm okay. sure that's not how it's pronounced. Okay. So it's like a French German. I mean, they're from like the Alsace Lorraine area. Okay. Which went back and forth between Germany and France. So this is Bauer 
Poltul? I don't know. P O L T L. Why does um, it bring me such pleasure? Symbol to hear you suffering through <laughs> these terrible. words. I was, <laughs> shush! I don't sprechen the Deutsch, okay? <laughs> and this little symbol right here is in my daughter's name. What is this symbol called? The two dots. It's like totally. I'm brain farting. Um, I literally, literally, I don't have. I gave it everything today. I've got nothing, Shay. <laughs> We're going to call this Bauer Poltel. Oh, man. Well, you try to pronounce <laughs> LTL and see how you do. But this is a Blaufrankisch. I can say that. Thank you very much. That is the um, variety. And it's, this is a, just a dry yes. red wine. Th- this is that. really good. It's one of my favorites that they've sent me so far. It's got some stank on it. Mm. Like, how chic is that? I love wine like that. <laughs> it doesn't get any more chic than describing wine as having some stank on I it. I love that. Um, I love this one. So Austrian. Austria surprises yeah. me. They've got some pretty heavy zippers. I cannot believe they have. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it's impressive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> We're back. Should we tell everyone the Internet on Angela's little island is out so she's using her hotspot yeah. on her phone, yep. which is, you know, not reliable. <laughs> it's a little in and just out. say a prayer. It's a little we'll in see and when out. when it comes back. We just sit here and smile until it picks back up. We do. Up. <laughs> until it picks back up. Well, if you would oh like to drink goodness. some of Dry Farms wine, go check them out. Dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic. And if you go and you use that link, you get a bottle with your first order for just a penny. So it's worth remembering the link. We'll put it in the show notes to dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic. And I got to say, today we are going to be talking about the very best time of year, which I say every time of year, but I don't care. Autumn in the home. And you must, you simply must have these wines lined up in your dining room this time of year. Which, yeah, right? Like I, this is yes. The time. I actually am filming a YouTube video on how to style a wine room because I have this little corner yes. of our living room that's devoted to wine. <laughs> Kel surprise, <laughs> <laughs> and it just gives me the warm fuzzies. Mm-hmm. Like I am, I'm actually decorating this space mm-hmm. right now because mm-hmm. it's. I know some people don't want to hear us say the f word, but you know. It is, it is now into September, September now. It's fine. You can say it now. I know it's 102 for a lot of yes. you. I know you guys are, a lot of you are baking, yes. ladies. But there's some of us that um, live a little north and the trees are already beginning to change color. Jeez. Well, it's still hot here. Sad. We'll like, have a few more days of warmth. Yeah. Like the kids just left for the beach. Yeah. It's not like, you know, full on wool sweaters or anything like that. Yeah. But. Well, there's a time for that. But I, I notice how much the, the light changes. And that's actually what I really want to talk about lighting today, because it happens like the 20th of August here, where all of a sudden the, mm. the sun sits noticeably lower in the sky and it casts shadows differently. And when you've been outside all summer, spending so many hours out in the garden, you're really aware of it when the sun shifts like that. And it's like, you can't quite put a finger on it because temperature wise, it's still the same. And yet there's something about it that has shifted and it's different. And it makes me want to come inside and do all kinds of things. 
And I love you talking about your wine corner because I have a wine corner in my dining room as well. I call it my bar, but I love you. I probably need a yeah. nicer name. <laughs> That's my bar. It's where I keep my booze. <laughs> I'm so classy. What? You are. It's just oozing I from know. every pore. I know. Mm. You know, I'll be honest with you. Apron. Sometimes I say things and I'm like, wow, <laughs> how ladylike. <laughs> Why would you soften the words a little, Shay? Like, come on. <laughs> Sometimes I just feel like a Clydesdale. Yes. <laughs> that is what it's like. I'm going to take a deep breath, try to channel my inner Mary Berry. Mary Berry's proper. She's very dainty and feminine and ladylike. So I'll try to be more like her. Less like okay. um, me. Hold, I'm going to straighten my headphones here. Can you hear them squeaking? No. I hope that squeaking isn't being... They sound very plastic. <laughs> it's driving me bonkers. <laughs> like really bonkers. No, I don't hear them. Mm, not working. Not okay. working. I'll try to okay. sit really still. So I was in the bath the other day. As all good stories do begin. tell. <laughs> this is my time where I have time to think about things. Um, and I was thinking, all right, I'm kind of ready. I'm kind of ready to transition my fall, transition my home to fall a little bit. Mm-hmm. Start to bring some of those elements in. And let's just take a step back real fast. Homemakers, you guys, we have the most awesome job. We, To me, getting to change my house out seasonally and by change my house out, like, I'm talking about moving like five things around, but still (laughs) like that is such a cool, fun thing to get to celebrate. And I think it's worth recognizing that the seasonal change, the shift that we're in right now, like this is a time of magic. Would you agree? Yes. Yes. And it is one of the joys for me of doing this show with you because you know, when we came up our tagline, rescuing the art of homemaking, the, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> yes. This is it. This is the art. This is this is the art part. Yeah. OK, it's not all drudgery and stain removal. Yeah. Like, hey, guess what? We're all decorators. Yo. Yeah. We get to decorate now. It's time. It's time. It's game time. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. So when I was in the bath and I'm like, hey, yo, it's time. <laughs> I went to the internet and I'm like, okay. You had your pumpkin spice no, candle. No, gosh, no. Going. Come on. I'm just kidding. Stop it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I freaking hate pumpkin spice, which is just another excuse for, it's just cinnamon. Just so everyone knows it's cinnamon. The we just call it cinnamon. No, the pumpkin spice. No, none of that for me. Um, we'll get, <laughs> we'll get to that. What I was going to say <laughs> was, I went to the internet to try. I, sometimes I just need to see one thing and it'll snowball. It'll spark some sort of inspiration, some mm. creativity, and my mind will just go and it'll explode. Yeah. And that's what I was looking for. Like, give me just one thing to cling to and mm-hmm. I will bite into it. Right. I found zero on the internet. Yeah. I found exactly zero. So I finally typed in Parisian farm girl autumn decor. <laughs> and I have to tell you, if I was not your friend... I would just, I mean, I still feel this way about you, but like, I'm sorry, but you nail it. You, you honestly, I think have the top design photographs for anybody who's looking for this particular style 
on the internet without question. Like, oh my goodness. Truly, ladies, I'm being, if you haven't gone to check out her blog and gone to see some of her decor posts that she's done, she hasn't done a lot lately, but that doesn't matter. I've gone back to the same ones for literally over 10 years. It's amazing. So once I once I Googled that and spent some time mm-hmm. in Parisian farm girl land, I was like, all right, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. I left so jacked. And what's funny is I don't even think you had like a very specific autumn decor post. It was just flavors and colors and textures and lighting, you know, mm. and that's what I want to dive into. I want listeners Yay. to come away being like, I'm going to. I'm going to tear this up. So we have, we've set the bar high. Go. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Rule number one. (laughs) No Hobby Lobby. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I know. You're going to make some. Come out swinging. (laughs) There goes half the audience. No pumpkin spice and no Hobby Lobby. It's true. Here's the problem with Hobby Uh, Lobby. It always looks good. And you're like, oh, cool. Rustic plate chargers and then you bring them home and oh I love the chargers no 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 I I love chargers I love chargers too but but they never they never do it quite for me ever I bring them home hmm. where I have a lot of like actually old really rustic things and it looks just like a mm-hmm. cheap make-believe version like I, I think I would rather go to Goodwill <laughs> and find some proper old ones from some grandma's house from the 60s you know what I mean? Oh, that would be cool. I've never seen a real, like an antique vintage charger. No, I actually have Is that a either. thing? <laughs> I've never seen one. Maybe it's just something Hobby Lobby made up to get us. Maybe. Maybe. So, okay. I just have gold ones. I have matte gold ones yeah. that I use at the holidays. Yeah. That's it. But So why do we want to like steer clear of Hobby ones, Lobby? Those creep me out. Why, where, why are okay. we not going there? Well... First of all, you get to the checkout lane and you're always like, holy crap, one hundred and eighty nine dollars. True. It's just always this shock. And you're you know, you're scrambling on your phone to get your 40 percent off mm-hmm, coupon. Mm-hmm. And I always go into sticker shock in the Hobby Lobby aisle. It kills mm-hmm. me, whether it's for yarn or markers or whatever. Um, but it come on. It's garage sale fodder. Yeah, it's going to end up on your garage sale. It's the the little nibs of plastic fruiting or berries are going to break off. The styrofoam is going to show through. It's all made in China mm-hmm. garbage. Mm-hmm. And we can do so much better. Mm-hmm. I agree. Like, go break some twigs off of a tree. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so we steer clear. This was what in my notes. I was like, we need to steer clear of the Hobby Lobby vibe, I think. And okay, we don't need any That's, like fall is here signage. I'm not a signage I'm not a person. Signage person either. I, I'm actually. Anti I do have signage. some French signs. I'll take it back. I have old French signs, but I don't. I've got nothing. Yeah, you you are here. Okay, That's what my sign would say. You are here <laughs> wherever you go. There you are. Um, <laughs> OK, first, we, we might need to do a little disclaimer because we are sharing with you guys from our design tastes and styles. So if you like Hobby Lobby, girl, you go to Hobby Lobby and you do your thing. <laughs> but is that the snob disclaimer? If you guys um, okay. are here because maybe you follow my blog or you follow Angela's or you found us from YouTube or whatever it may be. And you're like, "Ooh, I kind of dig that. And I want to emulate that in my house. One way to do that would be to steer clear of the Hobby Lobby vibe. 
I have bought many things at Hobby Lobby over the years. And I tell you, they're in a tub underneath my stairs. I don't have the heart quite to throw them away yet, but I always end up picking the Mac out, you know, where you just move rooms mm-hmm. around and you're like, yeah, that thing, it's just not quite cutting it. Not quite cutting it. Um, I have some faux orange berry things like on wrapped twigs. And a lot of times if I'm going to use something like that, I'll mix it with the real deal. Okay. To add some color or, you know, faux berries don't shrivel like real ones do. If you want it to last a little bit longer or something like that. A lot of times I'll, if I have something that's faux, I will mix it. Yeah. Um, but I still try to find like the best I can. I don't have a tolerance for plastic seams and plastic. Right. Nips, you know, on, on, you know, you used to work at a florist, you know, what mm-hmm. good faux flowers. Oh yeah. Like. I, I yeah. am not anti faux flower. I'm anti really bad faux flower. And like you said, mm-hmm. you know, again, this is something I did back in the day. I'm like, well, I don't have a garden. I don't have fresh flowers. So I'm just going to get some really nice silk flowers, put them out. And even those I've taken out over the years, I'm just kind of like, no, it just, I'd rather just have a real yeah. house plant. Like it just, <sighs> I don't, it's just a thing. I gotcha. Some people rock it really well. I'm not one of those people. I would always rather have kind of the real thing. So, but, but dried flowers is a big part of how we sort of bring autumn into our home. And mm-hmm. so I've started doing that. I don't know what your favorites are, but right now I am pulling a ton of dried sunflower heads. I adore sunflowers. I have them all over my mantle. Yes. I, I, sh- I got this idea. Am I going to spill it? Do it. What? I'm going to keep it in my back For pocket. what? Okay. Because, well, it's going to go on my video. Okay. Check it. I am going to take like a big giant needle and some heavy duty, I don't know, yarn or not raffia, but twine yeah. or something. And I'm going to make freaking sunflower garland. Stop it. Do you see my note? <laughs> I know. No, you said that. No, but I just ordered a ton oh. of dried straw flower, which is helichrysum. <laughs> oh, yeah. In fall colors. And I am going to mm-hmm. garland like you just do a needle through the heads and you make a beautiful dried flower garden. Garland. I didn't see that. Well, I did the chive garland. Yes. I braided chives in the spring yes. and it was so pretty. And so that's very small. But I just thought I have all these doorway openings in my house. Yes. And I have all these sunflower heads and I'm just going to go right through the back, like the fat yes. part. And so, so they're, they won't be like, um, the, the, the wide side will how be do I facing say that? you. The face, the of wide it. side will be facing out. So when I was researching yeah. how to do this helichrysum garland, the way that they sewed, it was just a big needle through the front of it on the wide side, loop it around okay. the back, come back through the head. And so the stitch will be like the back of the head and that'll make it face its broadside towards you. Okay. And that'll hold it up so it won't sag down. Does that make, like, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. I was just going to pound a bunch of nails into the Okay. Wall. Well, you could do that too. <laughs> yeah. But you know, I, but I'm like giddy. I got the idea the other day driving and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to make <laughs> sunflower garland. Yes. <laughs> Dried so sunflower. Otherwise right now it's just like. I have red, like the dark black sunflowers, mm-hmm. like the dark burgundy burgundy. And then I am just crammed on my fireplace mantle, like around the mm-hmm. clock and around the lamps with just dried sage. Just I just shove the sage in there. It looks fabulous for a few days and then it shrivels and I don't care. And I'm just going to like address this right now since we've already, you know, I've already ruined it with my pumpkin spice and my Hobby Lobby. <laughs> 
People are always asking, like, doesn't the dust bother you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Aren't you worried about the, the dust with dried flowers? And I would just say, full flowers attract as much bacon grease and dust <laughs> as dried flowers. Mm-hmm. So I don't care about dust. Mm-hmm. It is a part of life. Mm-hmm. Like, if you read, like, you know, we're always talking about Outlander, Laura Ingalls and stuff. They dealt with, like, mice skittering across the floor. Like, that was a constant daily, yeah. constant part of life. So I can handle some dust. That's true. Pe- mm-hmm. People ask me that a lot when they when I do my tours of rooms. And they're like, you have a bunch of little stuff. Like, like in my dining room, I have a big built-in cabinet that's just got ironstone and pitchers and dried flowers and cookbooks and old wine bottles. I'm like, doesn't it get dusty? Yes, it does get dusty. Like everything in the world. The top of my cookbooks get so gross. (gasps) It's it's scary. Usually like once every six months, I take everything off and I make a big soapy bath and I throw it all in Mm -hmm. and I wash it all and I put it back all up nice and fresh. And that's it. I bought this new like duster glove. Yeah. So I can just reach into the top of my books and go like... Yes. And get all the yes the breadcrumbs and everything off. Yes, that sounds really great. And you, I see dried hops in your oh. note, and I saw that picture that you sent me the other day. So pretty. They dry so fast. They dry very quickly. Like you said, sage. Like you get maybe one or two days where it's green, and the hops are these mm-hmm. beautiful bright green little flowers. Mm-hmm. So we grow hops because we make beer. Um, but I grow a certain portion purely for decor because <laughs> I cool. That they don't ever make it to Christmas, but mm-hmm. it's perfect for this time of year because you get that little bit of dried flowery outdoor in sort of a feeling. You can really easily wipe uh, wrap them into circles and make wreaths for your doors that are just super rustic and charming. Mm-hmm. Uh, perfect for swags over doorways. And again, there's plastic ones. You can buy dried or plastic hops at Hobby Lobby, but... Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like to me, when I when I think about decorating for fall, I think about the garden is dying. (laughs) It's it's fading. And I want to bring that in to celebrate what it has been through this through the spring and summer. And so Mm -hmm. like I decorate a lot and we're kind of jumping a little bit ahead here, but I will bring in my like butternut and delicata squash harvest and I will just make a I just fill as many baskets as I can find and just place them all around the house. And eventually I move them down to the root cellar where they live for the winter. But there's just that like bubbling out of the like the surge, like the giant woman with her pregnant belly, you know, Mm -hmm. like this is us at our fullest where our larders are literally the fullest that they will ever be. And trying to find ways to celebrate that in how we decorate. Yeah. I don't know. And everything, you know, it is a, <laughs> well, sounding really dramatic. It is a season of death. Like everything's dying <laughs> back. It is. Every, that's what's happening. It's, it's dying so that it can come back. And so by bringing, you know, I do like to decorate with herbs and just let them shrivel up before my eyes. Yeah. And they, they look great for a few days and then they look great in a, different way mm-hmm. a few days later. So it's it's just really a, for me it's just a continuation of what I do in the summer and bringing in flowers that are abundant and full of life because that's the vibe 
And the vibe right now is everything is slowing down and coming to an end. So that's the way I'm decorating mm-hmm. inside. Mm-hmm. I, this is what one of the things that really struck me about your photographs is the colors. And I wouldn't say you decorate with what we consider like your kind of traditional autumn colors all the time. But I don't know if it's like because the colors that sort of we both decorate in are they're bold, but they're also just slightly scaled back. So they're not like solid primary colors, but like we decorate with Mm -hmm. Kelly green, for example, or something Mm -hmm. like that, but a faded crusty version of it. And I think that's, there's something to that, those colors that really play with fall well. And I think like something like dried herbs, they sort of fit right into that color scheme that you got going anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? And then I grow a ton of gourds um, for decorating for fall. Yeah. Like I have hundreds <laughs> right now. I've already brought about 20 in and I'm thinking, what am I going to do with all You need all to these? ship me some in my like, box because mine got trampled. They got run over by a car. <laughs> what? Yeah. I had them planted on the edge of my chicken coop garden and somebody couldn't figure out how to turn around in our driveway and squished them. It's a little tight right there. It's a little tight. Yep. Yeah, I have a ton. And I think a like squash borer, like a beetle or something, finally got to the vine. I'm pretty disappointed. I thought the vine was going to give me the greenery for a little bit longer in the garden, but it's definitely on its way out. Mm But they're just hanging like under the under the arbors, like those pictures you see, you know, or the the arbors just heavy laden with fruit hanging down. They're so pretty knobby and green and yellow and lots of white. Mm. Oh, my gosh. I love them. Oh, that's so charming. I will say I'm not a mega fan of the all white fall decorating trend. Have you seen this? Uh, well, yeah, on the white Instagram feeds, all Just the white pumpkins, white pumpkins, white pumpkins. And, <sighs> and also people paint their pumpkins. I think my mom paints her pumpkins white, like a creamy white. She loves them. Yeah. Paints them. Yeah. I saw a Tiffany blue pumpkin once, not the blue kind that you can grow, which I think I have some growing in my garden, but this store had this boutique had painted pumpkins like legit Tiffany blue and put them all over the front of the store. Very, very colorful. Very fun. Yeah. That's a good idea, actually, Mm -hmm. if pumpkins don't quite fit your color scheme. Oh, yeah. Make them fit. It's like, (laughs) especially with something matte, like a chalk paint, like Miss Mustard Seed or something. Like not real shiny, something that's more muted in its uh, lacquer. Yeah. You know? Well, actually, Mm -hmm. that was one of my questions. Too pumpkin or not too pumpkin? Because I went back through my fall feeds and basically saw no Paul, no pumpkins and same with hmm. yours like very very few so are you are you a um, i always put them yeah i put them like at my doorstep yeah like on either side That's i pile I them too. in stacks around the front door mm-hmm. with just um i always do broom corn which i forgot to grow this mm-hmm. year i should be fired there's about five things <laughs> i just poof forgot to grow <gasps> yes I don't know if like a lot of even people 
sell or decorate with that up here that I've seen mm-hmm. come to think of it. But I love broom cordon. So I just wrap it up and it's forever falling over on my family as they try to get in and out of the house. <laughs> and then you get a stray chicken that gets a hold of it. Rips it down. And it's over. Yep. That's the worst when your chickens make it up to the front door and they start picking at your $15 pumpkins. Yep. Like that you handpicked like pale pink Cinderella knobby fabulousness. Yep. From the farmer down the road and they think it's dinner. That really. I got like 45 of those right now. My, my boys, they're in charge of feeding the chickens and they just really struggle with that shutting the coop door bit. So I literally have like an entire flock of chickens outside right now. I, so did you grow pumpkins this year? I did grow some pumpkins this year, but, um, not like the pretty ornamental kind. I mean, if we decorate with pumpkins from our garden, it's primarily pumpkins that we grew for storage that also you could use as a decoration <laughs> mm-hmm. because nothing against it. It's just pumpkins take up a ton of room. They take up a ton of room. And so, well, and I think there's like an art too. like, I have one growing up against the side of a raised bed. So it literally has like mm-hmm. some hard angles to mm-hmm. it. I'm so sad. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to tell you, that is one of my downfalls when the seed catalog comes. Pumpkins? Because all the funky gourds and pumpkins and uh, they are so sexy. (laughs) If I had an acre to to grow that, I I Oh, yeah. You just just need space, though, because they get like 30 feet long. And there is one growing in my compost pile right now. Joel said, what is this? That'd be the place to do it. It's a fairy godmother coach. Look <laughs> yes, at that thing. Yes. It's like just going and going, but it only has flowers now. I'm like, you poor thing. You're never going to make I it. Know. There's no way you're going to develop fruit in the next 60 <laughs> days. Bless your heart. <laughs> I I chewed up a bunch of my squash growing space with delicata squash. I'm just, mm-hmm. I love this squash so much and it's not pretty to decorate with necessarily, but it sure is it's good not too to bad. Eat. It just not, it's not very... No, I love the those like sexy, funky, knobby, warty, oddball pumpkins. Like I love those things. So I'm yeah. just gonna have to get them from a store, I guess. Where? Mm. Where? Where we used to live, I would go to this farmer who specialized in heirloom. They had the blue ones and the pink ones and the oh my gosh, they're so mm-hmm. cool. I think I tried to gl- grow the blue ones. I haven't looked mm. at what color. They're so buried. I do have some growing out there and I'm hoping they'll survive. Mm-hmm. So when do you put pumpkins out? Like September, I feel like I can transition the house, but I, I don't typically put pumpkins out until October. That's sort of my threshold. I need a little bit more death in the garden. Yep. I need, I mean, I still have pink Dahlia and yeah. all my David Austins are giving me one more round. And it's like a hundred and- degrees here. So I'm like, yeah, yeah not so quite. I need a little yeah. bit more of that transition. Yeah. That first light frost, maybe where I or, or when I go in and I start ripping out the annuals and the bare spots come in. Yep. Then then I will kind of bring that party outside. Yep. That's kind of what know? my threshold is. And I have to tell you, I am <laughs> I'm a sucker for mums, too. I don't like them. But at the store, when I see all their colors and everything, I think, dang it, do I need some of those? Yes, you do. And then I put them by my back door and I 
then I try to put them in the ground soon enough that I don't kill them. And I've never had a mom come back. I'm the worst. No, it's moms are just that way. It's like you buy it to enjoy it for six weeks and then you throw it in the trash can. Hmm. I the purple so ones, the me. purple ones with orange pumpkins, like those colors like make the, each other very happy. Those yes. are what I always go for. Purple and orange. Yes. And then the really dark one. But I love the dark. Oh dark yeah, like that wine. Yeah, wine. red wine color. Yep. Oh yeah. I feel that. Yep. I feel mm-hmm. that. Um, um, I see you have dried hydrangeas <sighs> in our notes here. Yes. <clears throat> Excuse me. I need a cough button. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I have to tell you, there is a location around here. It's public property. So the city or the town or whatever takes care of it. And there are ginormous hydrangea. And they cut them all back. And all those beautiful dried hydrangea heads go in the garden or in the garbage, rather. And I've seen it happen for two years in a row now. And I swear I'm going to pitch a tent Mm -hmm. so I can be there Mm -hmm. the morning the city shows up to cut these hydrangea back because I need them. Mm -hmm. If I needed sunflower garland, then I need hydrangea garland. I love it where they hook them all together and they put them on a big harvest tail, right? Harvest table, right down the middle. middle. And then it hangs over the sides and it's just dumb. Yeah. And dirty and fabulous. And it would last for like two and a half minutes in a yeah. house full of children. Right. Or until my cat got a hold of it or something. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes you have to well, accept with design mm-hmm. that it's not about the length. Like it's not about the practicality of it. You just got to no, rock like it really for what it is. it's a really delicious meal. Yes. I mean, you can just fuss over the most gorgeous meal and it's gone in four minutes. Yeah. It's you true. Know? It's true. Doesn't take away from how important it was to do you it. You kind of just got to accept it. What is mm-hmm. it about garlands? What is it about that swag shape that sends our skirts flying? <laughs> I don't know, it Shay, makes, but I really, I have like a thing for I it know. from like, like, I, like the 4th of July bunting, like just the drape across. Yes. At Christmas time, I'm swagging greens here, there and everywhere. It ha- but it has to be the swag. Swag. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, nope. Yes. Exactly. I don't know what it is. I don't know why that's so pleasing (sighs) to the eye. I don't know either. Makes me really happy. though. Yes. Dried hydrangeas Mm -hmm. are a must. I have a few gorgeous hydrangeas in my garden. Unfortunately, because of the soil that we have, I fight it, fight it, fight it, fight it. Like, I am still trying to get my stupid hydrangeas to stay blue. They do not want to do it. But mine totally betrayed me this year. Did they? That ugly pink. Yeah, I was mm, not happy. Ugly pink yep. color. Well, that stuff's like so expensive. I mean, to it, it takes a lot of upkeep to keep them blue. Yeah. I'm, I'm always like one application in the spring. Yeah. Hoping that'll do. Yeah, it doesn't. It no, kind of turns them a weird purple case. color. <laughs> and then they go back to pink. Mm-hmm. Minor pink. But um. My ones that were blue or pink. I've got a couple of other green ones that age like they turn this antique, soft, mauvey. Like what? That's how I want to age. Beautiful. They're amazing. Oh, yeah, girl. And so I will go out and I will cut back the whole bush when they're perfect. 
I will bring them in, let them dry. And I just keep them, I keep them like big bundles of them on bookshelves. And, and yes, they get dusty. Every once in a while, I'll take some compressed air and like try to get some of the cobwebs off. But they stay there until next year. I keep them for an entire year. I love them. Christmas, spring. Oh, I have a... Doesn't matter. Yeah. I have a um, a big uh, like old wash basket on top of my linen cabinet. Mm-hmm. And it's full of the hydrangea from my grandmother's farm when they sold mm-hmm. it. And they're like three years mm-hmm. old. And they're not going anywhere mm-hmm. that my family knows. Don't touch mm-hmm. them. <laughs> like I, I don't care how many bugs are growing yep. in them. They're just, it makes me so happy. Mm-hmm. You know what it's like when you do that when you decorate with those it's like looking at a real life sepia that's like a sepia still life yeah that palette that's what the muted sage it's like if you were to take a photo editing program and just dial it all down Mm -hmm. that's those are the fall Mm -hmm. colors that i Mm -hmm. love but there's color still color color. but it it is it's like Mm -hmm. it's like turning the saturation down Kind of. And, you know, for our friends that don't have gardens or, you know, the hydrangea, they can be hard to get just right to where they dry properly. All of this stuff is you get there's people on eBay that sell this like crazy yeah. or Etsy. eBay and like Etsy. my Heli Chris. Yeah, I got to order a on box Etsy. of hydrangea head. Just yep. do it. Yep. Yeah, it's so true that. Yeah, that's where I got. I grew some straw flower this year. It did not do so hot. I will totally change how I do it next year because I've never grown it before. But I still wanted to make the garland. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, somebody's growing this. You know, and it was like $14, I think, for 200 heads. I mean, it was not expensive. Um, Right. So it was still worth still worth ordering for sure. Okay, I'm going to I know we're going to agree on this, but it's worth reminding our listeners of I am a slave for beeswax candles. Shay. What? Yeah. I love them. The the color, the, the smell. The smell. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> We're having a moment. I love them. I burn them like a fool right now. I just burn them all the time and I just keep buying them. <laughs> just keep buying them and burning them. I buy like the um six or eight or twelve inch tapers. The pillars are stupid expensive. I will save buying those for like Christmas Eve, probably. <laughs> but mm-hmm. but the tapers are a good um, they're a good price. And, you know, I just collect candle holders. Basically, anytime I go antiquing, I just will always grab a few taper candle holders. I love having them everywhere. Mm. And, you know, like last mm-hmm. night we had tacos, tacos put out the beeswax candle. <laughs> like here we are yep. on a Tuesday eating tacos by candlelight. The the vibe of it is just so so good. And I don't burn any other do you, I don't burn any other kinds of candles. I don't burn any. I would rather you? just not. No. Yeah, I I don't I mean, like I, fragranced you know, candles. I do the oils, so yeah. I run my diffuser with cinnamon or whatever, but the beeswax smell makes me happy. Oh yeah. It's such a warm it's a very warm, comforting, earthy mm-hmm. smell. Mm-hmm. It is. It's sweet and mm-hmm. earthy. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, this is a little side tip. I'm okay. going to try and say this as inconspicuously as I can, because if there's little <laughs> ears listening. Um, <laughs> s- 
sometimes it's nice to take a <laughs> 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 to take a beeswax candle into your bedroom because things look pretty in candlelight. And it's also <laughs> it's also a nice smell. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying, it's for if you're trying to create a certain vibe, it could be helpful. No, it's really true. Come on, you've been in a dressing room trying on a bathing suit in fluorescent lighting, and you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> That's not what it looked like at home. That's what's happening. <laughs> and candlelight fixes all of that. It, it really so. does. It really does. And you know what? When Stu and I went away to that cabin the other week and there was no electricity and it's in the woods, so it gets really dark really early, you know? Mm-hmm. And I thought, this is. This is how people lived until not long ago. The only light they had was moonlight, lantern light, or candlelight, firelight. I mean, which is basically the same thing. Um, Yeah. My word, is it the way it hits your eyes, the way it makes your rooms look, the way it makes your skin look, the vibe that it gives to a place? I'm like, this is why people didn't used to have problems during the winter, because this is magic. And I think when we start introducing like overhead light bulb, you know, blue (laughs) lighting, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. all that magic that's created from the darkness is just ugly. It's like it's really unflattering and harsh to our eyes. And I don't know, like I'm thinking about like going into the I mean, I love electricity. Don't get me wrong. But it does make me think, man, are we really missing out on something from the season by not? sticking with these forms of light, these sort of natural forms of light? Well, I think it's a great, I mean, yeah, there's a whole lot right there. Um, Because if we're talking about, you know, using our decorating and upping this art of homemaking, using our decorating the house to, to cast a certain mood, to cast a vibe, or as you call it, like an aroma, Mm -hmm. uh, lighting, has a ton to do with that. And this is a very cozy time of year. This is why we get all like warm and fuzzy when the first Christmas lights come mm-hmm. out or it, it does feel good. We've got the daylight savings. Everything's going to be getting darker. Um, I tell you, I've been stocking up on like the old kerosene lamps. Yes. Yep. With the wick yep. and the hurricanes and gorgeous lighting. Yeah. Gorgeous lighting. We kind of have this, you know, in our house, after we have cleaned up the kitchen, I just kind of start going around and turning everything down, mm-hmm. down on the dimmer. And now it's like start a fire. Mm-hmm. Let's get this. Get the vibe going. Feeling the vibe going. Mm-hmm. And it's a much more to get for for our family. It's a much more together time. Um, you know, like even with homeschooling, we we kind of talked about this today, but on the phone, like. You feel the family coming together more. Not everybody's not so fragmented Mm -hmm. and bored. Mm -hmm. People are filling their hearts and their minds with richness. Mm -hmm. And you want your lighting to even reflect like this, the rich time of year that this is. It's the harvest. Mm -hmm. We start focusing on families. We have the holidays coming. Yeah. And that brings a lot of peace. And actually, I think right now, a whole lot of us could do with a whole lot of peace. So 
light some light candles. some candles. I mean, no, I really do think not to be simplifying, yeah. but goodness set set that tone in your yeah, home. Absolutely. And I mean, it seems so silly, but I am I burn candles every day and every day I am shocked that when I turn off the lights and turn on the candles, the aroma completely changes. It completely changes. Like people feel differently. Mm-hmm. It's strange. One of my favorite things, I don't know what you light your candles with, but I buy really. Oh, I love the. I was just going to say the sexiest, <laughs> longest matches I can. <laughs> That's like the long matches. <sighs> yep. Do something for mm-hmm. me. There's just something about yep. blowing it out. Mm-hmm. And, I Yeah. There is a really beautiful picture. You should Google this if you just need some like feminine inspiration. This is not necessarily fall. And I'm really sorry if these headphones are loud. All I hear is like plastic squeaking. Mm. I don't know if it's the hinge or what. You should Google this picture of um, Jackie Kennedy lighting candles. I think it's like in their Georgetown apartment or their Georgetown flat before he was president. Okay. Before Jack Kennedy was president. She's like leaning over and lighting these candles. She's in a gown. She's lighting the candles at the dinner table for a dinner party. Beautiful photograph. You should Google it. It's inspiring. Okay, I will. I'm writing it down. It's very inspiring. I think I had, well, I modeled my bridesmaids dresses um, after her bridesmaids dresses. And I think I had like my wedding photographer try to take like a similar picture Mm. or or, like catch like some candlelight vibe in a picture. Mm -hmm. It's just very inspiring. Femininity wise, you know, we have tomorrow is ultra feminine Friday. And so, yeah. Check out that photograph. Mm, I want to wear a gown. Yeah, a satin, oh. like d- Duchess satin, yes. with some good sturdy boning that just makes your boobs look like a shelf. Not that my boobs, my boobs will never look, will like, never a shelf, look but, like a shelf. But that actually, would be fabulous. Side note: <laughs> Here's our sidebar. <laughs> I did just order a corset, which we will be talking about. I can't totally talk about it all right now. Mm-hmm. But when I was messaging the lady who's going to make it for me, I was like, listen, lady, I've nursed four babies <laughs> and here is my size. <laughs> Can you even wear a corset? <laughs> like, Because I would prefer not to look like an 11 year old boy any more than I already do. So is there anything that you can do to help a girl out? Oh, bless. That is a whole nother. Okay, I'm sorry. I know. I didn't mean to go. We'll talk about that in another episode. Okay. (laughs) But you could also wear a plaid gown. It's fall. Uh, Yeah. So. Okay, there's like, this is a big conversation. I I mean, because like, there's a lot to talk about here. Let's talk about plaid. Like some serious intentional moves, like as far as smearing the two together, how to make a really smooth transition from Late October and then Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving into plaid. Christmas. There's some serious decorating moves going Go. on there. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, what are we going to talk about? Christmas? No. Okay. No, I, so, but plaid. But yes, plaids. plaids. Start, listen, start with the autumnal color plaids. Okay. Don't get out your reds and your greens okay. yet. Angela says, start with gray wool, find some Pendleton blankets yes. at the thrift yes. shop. Wool, mustard, mm-hmm. dark green, hints of orange, mm-hmm. 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 all of those. 
throw them over the chairs, throw them on top of the kitchen table, make them your tablecloth, runch them up in the middle, Mm -hmm. put some sage, Mm -hmm. you know, don't burn the house down. But Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, my goodness. I'm getting excited. Yes. No, plaids to me are like, that's when it starts. You know, I just have I have plaids out all year long, but I do Mm -hmm. have special ones that come out this time of year. And when you I even and I know you do this, too, but I change out my curtains, my fabrics in my kitchen. I usually don't I don't do like the full on. Obviously, I don't do the Christmas ones yet. But when you bring plaid out into the kitchen, it immediately gives it this like warm, cozy, like come have a cookie, you know, (laughs) like come. Yeah, this is not like lace blowing in the wind, light fabric. This is like bring out the sturdy heavier muslin the plaids the plaids yes Woo. that is hot it does <laughs> that's mm-hmm. that gets my juices flowing big time and if you're not quite sure what direction to go with your house go antiquing just go look for plaid at an antique store in some form and you will probably find exactly what you need for inspiration would be my guess yeah or even i mean people get rid of plaid blankets like mad crazy yeah. Go to the thrift, go to the consignment. Yeah. Yeah. They're usually like in a stack shoved in the corner in a basket or something. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. one thing that I always sort of start to do again in the fall, and this is probably a bad habit, but when we went to Italy a couple of years ago, you know, it was ran by Jovial. So Carla and she always had she always had something out on the counters for people. So sometimes it was bowls of candied walnuts. Sometimes it was some einkorn cookies. Um, I came back and was like, I will I will always have something on my counter for, for people. And I do. <laughs> Through the summer, it's usually fruit of some kind, like just baskets right. of fruit or bowls of nuts, which are my kids are crazy about really good nuts. Um, mm-hmm. But starting in the fall and around Christmas, like I kind of always have cookies out. And I use natural sweeteners. I use einkorn. So it's not like it's Mm -hmm. and I cut every cookie recipe, the sugar, I cut it in half. Like we just don't eat super sweet sweets. Can you hear my children upstairs? They are. I can. Doing what children do. Um, But there is something like so I was painting my boy's room the other day. Wanted to get it done before school. And Owen came in and he was like, Mom, you're so good at this. And I was like, what? And he goes, you're so good at making people feel comfortable. Oh, my I know gosh. He, oh, he he is a charmer, but he was being serious and he was like he was just so but happy. I told you a few years ago, you're like, is this all for nothing? I'm like, they'll notice. Yeah. They'll start to notice. Yeah. And they did. They it was will. like they came in, mm-hmm. they painted it this beautiful yellow color and like they had the feels. They had all the feels mm. about it. You know, I switched the furniture. I lit the diffuser, put a nice little new rug down. They were quite happy. Mm-hmm. But but cookies on the counter they're that to me they're when a guest comes over Mm. unexpectedly and it's like here like have some nourishment have a little treat there is something about that that makes people feel so comfortable whether it's Mm -hmm. guests or it's your male lady who's like always bringing you packages or or it's your kids when they get done with homeschool like this is a place where you're safe where we love you where you're going to be taken care of where you're going to be nourished and it's not Mm -hmm. that I want my kids to eat sweets all the time but like I, I, there's something about that that starts to get in the fall for me. I'm like, we're going to bake cookies. 
And it's just so funny you said that because we're having uh, burgers for mm-hmm. dinner and I'm making buns. Mm-hmm. Uh, and while I was flipping to the bun recipe in the Jovial cookbook, I saw the molasses ginger snap, yeah. whatever they're yes, called. Yes, yes, yes. Which are like, like if you make me a cookie that has molasses in it, you don't under like that is that's mm-hmm. it. It doesn't get any mm-hmm. better than that. Uh, and I saw those and I thought, man, a big plate of those on the countertop would just be so cozy mm-hmm. today, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. I got to make some mm-hmm. of those. And here you're talking about mm-hmm. cookies for fall. Cookies for fall. Mm-hmm. I did a ripoff version, a homemade version of Jovial's checkerboard cookies that they sell in the box. Oh, yeah. And so I kind of created one using a natural sweetener and did it for our cooking community. And they are the stupid easiest cookies to make ever. And they catch people's attention because they're checkerboard, they're chocolate and vanilla, and they have really low sugar content. And so they are like the, per- they're like almost like a little shortbread. So they really are like the perfect cookie to have out for times like that. It's like just a just nice. a little bit of nourishment. Maybe I'll dig that up from the archives and share it with some of our patrons over there. We need to share some awesome. goodness with them. Um, I'm, I have to respond to this text message. Joel is sending me a picture of a rocking chair that's free on the side of the road. <laughs> and he wants to know I, if I want it. Why would he even ask? It's free. The answer is yes, good sir. Um, the f- funny, funny story. And I think then I might be too chatty. Uh our when we first got married, he came home one day and, you know, we have like zero money, yes. like zero. And I've got a sofa that we bought with wedding money and a big, ugly stereo system. That's about the extent of our furniture. And he comes home and he's kind of like huffing and puffing. And I said, what is wrong with you? What is what? Why are you so moody? And he goes, oh. There is a fireplace, one of those fake fireplace things you're always saying you're wanting around the corner on the curb. And I feel like I had to tell you. <laughs> like, get in the car! Go, go, go! <laughs> and it was just one of those horrible old, like, metal ones that they put the fake oh, logs yeah. in, you know, like, my grandma had one in her basement. Yep. I got that thing. I painted it white. I put the, I did like a faux stone on the inside. So it looked like there was stone, put it in the corner, right on the carpeting in our little flat, put some candles in it. Boom. (laughs) That's a great thing to end on actually, because fires obviously give you all the vibes and stacked wood. But if you don't have one in your house, get a fake one, get a fake one, put some birch wood in there and call it a day. Yeah. Stack some real stuff around it. People will... Not even paying any money. It'll give you all Those the feels. Costco candles. Yeah. Battery operated flicker Do candles it. and get her Do done. It. All right. My <laughs> children are officially needing a mother, apparently. So. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that was good timing. <laughs> it's like they have a threshold of an hour or something. But uh, here's your takeaway, listeners. Take the time, the season to invest in your house because it's no small thing to rescue the art of homemaking and to invest your time and your energy into your home, into a place that feeds your soul, feeds your family's soul, feeds your visitors' souls. It's worth the effort. And be sure to share that with us over on Instagram. We're over on Instagram at Homemaker Sheet Podcast. Tag us as you're transitioning your home to autumn so that we can see it. 
Yeah, get and get creative. Go for a walk. Bring some scissors and a basket. Yeah, collect some rose Maybe hips. Some clippers. Some clippers. Yeah. And just go to the roadside. Just start cutting yes. stuff. Bring it inside. Bring big swirls of birch bark that you find. Lichen. Mom, yeah, so those, moss. Those tree conch things that grow on the side of tree. Just bring yep. it in. Mushrooms. Put it in a basket on the countertop. Dried mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Yes, please. Yep. And then show us. And then show us. <laughs> All right. Good. Happy decorating, you guys. We'll see you Monday. Cheers. Cheers.